keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. It's day 85 of our 90 day challenge. I think I'm getting emotional. The topic is walk in the light. First John, the first chapter and the first verse reads this way. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. And that ends our reading for today. Again, the topic is walk in the light. I need to know if you know this song. The altar is open for prayer. Come on, sing it with me. Let's do it.
time all around us by day and by night. Jesus, the light of the world. Listen, those words, those hymns, those songs, they still work. Never get so contemporary in your understanding of worship that you forget the songs that brought you over. When I turned 21 years old, I was invited to preach my first revival ever in Rockingham, North Carolina, and I gladly accepted the invitation. They sang songs like this for what we call praise and worship. When I arrived in town, the host pastor sent me the hotel information via text and made me feel so welcome. He said, make yourself at home. He didn't need to tell me that because I love hotels. I love everything that looks magazine ready. Most importantly, I love jumping on the bed like a three-year-old boy. <laughs> now that I have my own daughter, however, I have anxiety attacks frequently whenever I see her jumping on the bed, jumping on the couch, just jumping anywhere. The irony of parenting. Anywho, when I received my room key, I figured the room would look like every other hotel I had frequented. I swiped my key and was immediately struck by what I saw. In the center of that room, near the mirror and television, sat the most beautiful light I had ever seen. It was black and white with an intricate design that forced all eyes to pay attention. Without that light, the room was regular. But as I stared at this beautiful design a little longer, I thought to myself, wow, what a difference one light makes. When we read 1 John 1, when we read 2 John, when we read 3 John, there are two beautiful truths that the writer wants to reiterate throughout all of its verses. Number one, God is love. If you walk away with anything from this challenge, I pray you walk away with that. And number two, God is light. God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. Let me first take a moment to talk about God's love as it has been revealed to me lately. Most recently, I have discovered that love isn't love until unlovable moments happen. Love is not proven until you stay when others turn away. I have had some scary conversations in my life, conversations that I couldn't utter without my voice shaking confessions I could not speak out loud without my heart palpitating in fear that this conversation might yield a permanent benediction and dreadful anticipation that my brokenness would be too broken for them to handle, hanging in the balance of their approval, willingness, and love. I just wanted to be loved. So badly that I want that from others that I stopped loving me. I spent more time becoming what was needed to fit within the confines of acceptability that I forgot to accept me. I forgot to be okay with the independent clauses that ruptured into incoherent comma splices. That was me. Complex to them, but it was me. The difference, however, between then and now is that I love me because I have fully accepted God's love for me. I love the over-analytical, attentive to detail me. I love the calculated, creative me. 
the extemporaneously curious me. I love the Webster Miriam Brick City me. I love the 5 a.m. praying prophet me. I love the dissertation PhD wanting me. I love the shape up every five days me. I love the sweatpants and hoodie me. But the question <laughs> that I struggled with for over 30 years of my life was not do I love me? The question I asked with every deleted post and every backspaced text was will they love me if they knew me? Will they still want to be my friend? Will they still ask me to play outside? Will they invite me? Will they text me after they get to know me or will they text someone else about me after I trusted them with me? It was the haunted ghost that pervaded my thoughts and infiltrated my decisions until I started to trust that those who are called to your life won't leave and those who are not cannot stay. At some point in life, I started valuing me. I started loving me for no reason. I used to need their validation for inward consolation. Oh, but it is a new day. After a few people walk away, God gives you the power to walk alone. It is a new day. After you turn all the attention you used to lend to people for affirmation, affection, attention, and applause, and you direct that to God, you really adopt a new perspective in life. If you feel me, I want you to comment somewhere on some social media platform. It is a new day. Now I am more focused on the truth that God is love. When I fully gave myself to that revelation, the next sentence became even easier to accept as well. God is light. God is light, says the scripture we read today. In him, there is no darkness at all. Never discount yourself for a cheap compliment from inexpensive sources. You are the light that makes a world of difference. You are the light on your job that makes clients want to return. You are the light in your school that makes teachers want to renew their contract. You are the light in your family whom others can't wait to see. So take your role seriously and shine, baby, shine. Walk in the light. It's a beautiful light. And the more you walk in the light of God's love, the more you will experience transformation from the inside out. In the gospel according to Matthew, Jesus says two things about the light. First, Jesus tells us who we are. We are the light of the world. Then he tells us what the light should do. The same way a town is built on a hill, a light must stand out. A hidden light is a confused light. A light tucked behind bowls of insecurity, pots of fear, and shades of intimidation doesn't know its purpose. You are the light. When you walk in a room, the ethos should change. When you speak, Something within you should cause others to pay attention. You are the one who brings clarity to confusion. The hope of glory, Jesus Christ, lives in you. Make a vow today that you will no longer dim the brightness of your light. Because God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Second, Jesus says our light must shine before others so that our good deeds can glorify the Father in heaven. Our good deeds are not walls that separate the holy from the unholy. Instead, they are teleprompters that signal to all who read us about the one who speaks through us. A light that is not plugged in won't be seen or understood. In the same way, in order to be God's light, we must be plugged into the source. We plug in every day by prayer and communion with God through his word. We can't be afraid to go to dark places. The purpose of the light is to dispel the darkness. Your role in the world is to reflect Christ in such a way that people of all colors, creeds, and countries can ask the same question I asked. When I opened the hotel room that day, where did you get that light from? No matter what happens, don't forget who you are. You are the light of the world. 
Don't hide behind the dimness of mediocrity just to make someone else feel good. Don't lower your standards just to fit in. You are the light of the world. Someone is looking at you everywhere you go. On your job, you have a secret admirer. In school, you have a secret admirer. Those who want to know Jesus but are afraid to come to church will view you as their weekly sermon. Don't step out of character today. Be the light. Don't hide behind fear. You are the light. Don't speak too soon. You are the light. Remember, all it takes is one light in a room to change everything because God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. So your worship work is to walk in the light. To walk. For every day you wake up without the light, you are walking out into the world in the dark. So get a flashlight today as a reminder of who God has called you to be. And walk.
coming. No matter what it is that I'm facing. Jesus to the light. Whoa, hey, hey. Let go. Let go.